This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless. This morning we are speaking on the subject really of called prevailing prayer. It's a message that... um, will last with you for your entire Christian life, this principle. You will never forget it. Even if you don't practice it, I assure you, you won't forget it. All right? Until you start practicing it. But it's a a fundamental principle in our work with God. And it's prevailing prayer, but I'll call it becoming a prince that has power with God and also power or influence with men. So we are speaking on the subject of prevailing prayer. And let me just establish, first of all, uh, that when it comes to the subject of prayer, to get results, there are three major considerations that you must have in the practice of this. First of all, the principal consideration is the person that you are praying to who is God the Father in the name of Jesus. And once you make up your mind to pray about something, what you are saying in effect is that you are making God the only source for the all right, provision of that particular thing or for you to experience that particular thing. People will and can be channels or instruments that God will use, but you have only one source who is God, and therefore whatever men do or don't do in the process of receiving the answer to your prayers will never cause you to be disappointed or discouraged, for God is your source. And you know that God is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When we say God is, it means God is in the present. He will not, it's not that God will be, or God will do, God is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That he is my ever-present help in a time of need. Number two. That is, once you enter into the place of prayer, you also have to establish the tools or the instruments that the the answer that you receive, the tools and instruments that God will use in manifesting, and I'll explain what I mean, or causing that answer to be realized. Then the third one is, you must know the object of your prayer. So when you're praying, you are praying about something. All right, the object, which means the, uh, uh, the, the object of that prayer. Uh, am I praying about a person? Am I praying about a thing? Am I asking God to move a mountain? Am I asking God to heal a body? And so this instrument here is the link between 
the answer to the prayer, and this is how you will transmit the answer to the object of your prayer. So if you are praying for the healing or health of a person, then you can say that the laying on of hands becomes the instrument through which that answer will be transmitted. Or you can say the spoken word of God becomes the instrument through which that answer will be transmitted. Or you can say the labor of your hands is the instrument through which the answer to the prayer is going to be transmitted. But you have got to establish, all right, the instrument through which, and if you look at the process of God answering prayer and there being manifestation, you will always find that there is something that God uses in transmitting the answer. So he says, if you lay your hands on the sick, so you pray and receive the healing, and then you lay your hands to transmit it. If you will say to this mountain, you are saying, you know, the spoken word becomes the instrument or tool through which the answer is transmitted. For example, Jesus Christ, when he was going to Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank thee because you have heard my prayer. Well, then the instrument through which that answer was transmitted was the spoken word. If we look at Acts chapter 9 and verse 39, we find what we're saying here, that Dorcas was told Peter that Dorcas had died. And so Peter arose and went with them, and when he was come, they were brought him to the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by weeping, showing the coats and the garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. And then the Bible says, Peter put them all forth, and he knelt down to the source and prayed, and then he turned to the body, the object there, and then transmitted the answer through the spoken word to the object. So there was a link between the God answering the prayer and the response of that. And he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. Now when he prayed, he got to a point where he knew, I've received the answer to this. But if he didn't transmit that answer with the spoken word, nothing will have changed. Nothing will have changed. So you've got to understand that God needs something to transmit. Said this in previous services. At one point in this ministry, I was praying and I was preaching. And then God told me, I said, God, what's going on? I'm not seeing any movement. And he just opened my eyes to a principle that I'd never seen. He said, you are not giving me any point of contact with the city and the people you are praying for. And he showed me. He said, every ministry that is growing has a point of contact, not just their Sunday services, but there's something that is the point of contact. And he said to me, he said, the redeemed church of God, there is a point of contact, the Holy Ghost services that Pastor Debo is doing. He said, Winner's Chapel, there was a point of contact back then, the breakthrough meetings that Bishop Oedipo was doing. All right, he showed me, he said, day start, I was growing. He said, there was a point of contact. Reverend Sam was on radio doing success power. He said, fountain of life, growing on them. He said, there was a point of contact, singles and married. In other words, even if you didn't attend fountain, you knew about singles and married. If you didn't attend winners, you knew about breakthrough meetings. If you didn't attend, you knew that's a point of contact outside the regular things in which they were doing. He said, Christ's embassy, there's a point of contact, atmosphere for miracles. 
or a television program they were doing. He said, you are not giving me any point of contact. There is nothing that you are doing through which you can be introduced, all right, to the city. And then he showed me and, and showed me some things which can be complex. And so I arrived at television program. And then I also arrived at having faith seminars. And so what began to happen was I gave him that point of contact. And then he could reach out. So all the things you have been praying now found a channel through which they could be expressed. So someone can be running a business and God says there is no point of contact between that business and the people and the clients or potential clients. Create that highway. Give me a point of contact through which the answer can flow, all right, to the people that will respond favorably to this particular thing that you are doing. And so it has to be understood, all right, that faith without works is dead while it is alone. So you can't operate in faith just alone. You have to have some other thing that is added to that faith, which is called works there, in order for you to see the results of your faith. And so I want to look at prevailing prayer. And the individual we're going to study today is Jacob. But we'll see that the patriarchs understood this principle. And even though he went into the place of prayer and prevailed in prayer, he also created channels through which the answer to that prayer could flow, all right, and could now reach the person that he wanted God to touch. And so we start from Genesis chapter 32 and verse 1. I will do some reading of scripture today because it is scriptural to read the scriptures when you are gathered together. Uh, Paul told Timothy, give attendance to reading. To reading. You won't believe this. One time I was preaching this, I think when we used to be in Lagoon. And some very good church member came to meet me and said, oh, my friend came for this service and she said she really enjoyed the message. But the part she enjoyed the most was when you left the scriptures and you just talk about, you know, so people can move you into preaching without using scripture. I say, you know, we just enjoy it. When you're telling those stories and, you know, it's intellectual. I say, God forbid that I'll leave scripture. And, all right. It's not every feedback that is feedback. <laughs> all right, let me just leave that there. All right. Jacob, I said Jacob chapter 1. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 1. Now Jacob went his way and the angels of God, and this is very powerful, you will never forget it. This principle you won't forget. And, and the angels of God met with him. So he had angelic interaction. And Jacob saw them and said, this is God's host. And he called the name of the place Mahanem. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. Now what's the story? We know this, that Jacob, all right, had taken the blessing, all right, and Esau felt, uh, all right, he was deceived out of, all right, or, you know, he, he used uh, deception to get his blessing. So Esau was really upset, and this was many years after, because Jacob had labored for a while for seven years, and then another seven years, 14 years, before he now started, had had 11 children in where he was. So this was many years after, but Esau was still angry. And the anger there was still within Esau's heart. Because when you offend, and let me tell you something, as much as it lies in your power, don't go offending people. 
Because when you create offenses in the hearts of people, you are just increasing spiritual warfare over your life. Where it is not necessary, there is no point doing it. Don't just go in arrogance, I, you know, I don't care, I'll be offending people because you are. Because it's ill will, they release words, they release thoughts, and you have to overcome all those things in prayer to get to where you are going. So there's no point, so he was. And Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 19 tells us, Proverbs 18 and 19, it says that an offended brother is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. All right? So if you can be without creating offenses, yes, particularly and some organizations them have collapsed because even in laying off people that authentically you should lay off, the process of doing it has left offenses in the hearts of people within the organization and without the organization that you now have resistance in the hearts of the people towards the progress of that organization. Do you get what I'm saying here? This Sunday, the Covenant Nation welcomes you to worship with us in the city of Port Harcourt. Whether you live or work within or around the Garden City, you can now join Pastor Boju Oyemade as he shares practical insights from God's Word applicable to your life right now. Join us every Sunday at Genesis Deluxe Cinemas, 39 Tombia Street, GRA Port Harcourt, River State. Time is 9 a.m. Invite family members, invite friends, come. Let's experience God's worship and the power in another dimension. Powered by the Covenant Nation. So you can tell somebody to go, but you can lay that person off there in a way that that person doesn't have mouth to even say that you give them this. That's why they do severance package. Because they understand this, that you go with something. So even when you are talking, they, they, even if you are not born again, they, and it is, oh boy, what you ate, keep quiet. You ate this mouth. <laughs> you understand this? You have been said to, don't keep quiet. Those words, as you are saying it, there's no conviction. Do you get what I'm saying here? All right? Okay. So let's go on here. Because don't forget to. It says, when the cry of people that have been oppressed enters the ears of the Lord, there's a problem. So he commanded them, saying, Thou shalt speak unto my Lord Esau. Say Jacob here. Now just understand Jacob's strategy. Esau is his brother. Jacob had more money than Esau at that time. He said, when you get there, tell him he's my Lord. Just to calm him down. Are you following what I'm saying? Some people can't say no. Like, no. Even to calm the husband down, just say something to come say no. No. Abraham, Sarah only called him Lord because Abraham had very much silver and gold. He proved himself to be a Lord. Everybody must prove themselves before we will say, do you understand what I'm saying? If you, if you want submission, then you have to bring provision. <laughs> All right, let's go on here. Causing trouble inside the house. All right. And he commanded them, get wise. Eh? Just get, calm down. Get wise. Let's call somebody, sir. They calm down for you. You, you, can, you can move where you're going. All right? Because if you are going in your career and somebody doesn't wish you well and your progress, something will still happen in that office. It's called witchcraft. If, if he's not happy, 
But, but you, let's not go into that. All right. So he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak to my Lord, thy servant Jacob. This is brother. Saying thy servant. Say I thus. He said, when you get there, say thy servant Jacob. All right? Say I thought, I have sojourned with Laban. Stay there until now. He started talking about himself. I have oxen, asses, flocks, men servants, women servants. I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. I'm very wealthy. I have this. I have that. That I might find grace, which is favor in thy sight. He said, okay, no problem. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to thy brother Esau, and also he came to meet thee. 400 men are with him. In other words, oh boy, he has 400 strong guys. These guys coming to deal with you. Strong warriors. And to show that it's true. The next verse says, Jacob was greatly afraid. Because when they told him about the fierceness of the guys, he said, greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided, but he didn't give up. You see prayer with strategy. Divided the people that was thus with him, the flocks they had, and the camel into two bands. And he said, if it's all come to one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. He said, I am not worthy of the least of all the message and of all the truth which thou hast shown unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan. Now I have come with two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hands of my brother. Now please understand this. When Jacob was coming, God gave him a word. I will be with thee. It will be well with thee. Look at the next thing he said here. Put up that verse. It says, for I fear him, let him come and smite me and the mother with my children. But he still said, deliver me. Now God had given him his word. Next verse there. And thou said, I will surely do thee good and make thee as the seed as the sand in the sea which cannot be numbered for a multitude. Now Jacob didn't say, listen to me. I got a revelation from God. God spoke to me. He said, when I get into this land, my, he will make multitude. He will do this. He will do that. Who is his son? For him to come and meet me. I have revelation. I have word from God. Listen, they treated every challenge. And when any situation came their way, they took that situation and took responsibility. They didn't just start saying that, all right, I will dwell in the secret place of the most. Do you get what I'm saying here? When there was a threat, they took the threat to God. Peter and John didn't just get up and say, listen to me, greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. That's what we play about and cause problems. When they said they threatened them, they went back and said, listen, we have been threatened. Let us go and pray this word we have received from God that the grace that is inside this word may enter into our heart so we have the fulfillment of it. Do you get what I'm saying here? He could just have said, listen, God told me. All right, tell him here. Uh, God told me. Are you inside and all these things are happening? He said, what are you talking about? I'm the apple of God's eye. God has told me this. I know what God said. I'm this and that. I know of that. And God is trying to tell you, this wind is blowing around you. No, I'm this. Greater I see that I see me. I'll be head and not tail. Above, okay. before they make you beneath, all right? Above only and not beneath and all of this. The crown is on my head and all of that. You don't address it on a case-by-case -case situation. Do you get what I'm saying? So Jacob knew that. 
They knew that, yes, God has given me this word. But he didn't take the issues on the outside for granted. Next verse here. He lodged there that same night and took of that which came into his hands a present for he saw his brother. Now, before he was telling him how much he had, now he said, let us change it. Now, what happened? 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 mouth, um, camels with their colts, 40 kine, 10 bulls, 20 she-asses, and 10 folds. And he delivered them, now watch this man's strategy, them into the hand of his servants, every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, pass over before me and put a space between drove and drove. And then he commanded the foremost saying, when he saw my brother meets with you, ask and asks thee saying, who are thou? And where are you going? And whose are these before thee? Thou shalt say, they be thy servants Jacob. It is a present sent unto my Lord Esau. And behold, Jacob is behind us. And so commanded he, which means he broke them out into groups and said, first group, he didn't take all of the animals and give him at once. He broke all those things into groups, let's say 10 groups. He said, the first group will go and there must be space between you. And when Esau sees you, give him this and then tell him this, that you are from Jacob and Jacob is behind. They will say, okay. He goes to the next, another group comes again. It was planned. Give him again, and then say, Jacob is behind. And then he goes. And then he gets to the third group again. Give him again, and say, Jacob is behind. He was walking on the mind of Esau. He knew there was a wall that was there, and he was hitting on that wall. He kept hitting. He thought about that thing. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. That's why the children of this world are wiser in their own affairs than us. Please understand this. You will see Jacob entered into prayer, but before he went into prayer, he gave God what to work with. He understood the mindset of Esau and knew how to pacify an angry person. There are things you do in the natural and then there are things you do in the spiritual. You can't be rude to everybody around you and then say, God, promotion comes from anything. It is the people God will use to promote you. Somebody just raises their hand, no, sir, this person is not going to be promoted. That is the end. And God will honor that. That's why he said, whosoever will be great among you, let him be the servant of all. So that when your name comes up, everybody there knows this person will protect my interests when they get there. If this person gets there, that's why when the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. Why are they rejoicing? Because they know a person who is good is there. That if we make a phone call, he will pick up the phone. He's not somebody that will say, I'm now a gap, won't pick up any phone. Do you understand what I'm saying here? If you want to lead people, I mean, I mean, for example, we did Welbeck, it's a big meeting. That people say, they say, I mean, they say that's the only meeting that cuts across all generations. And young guys I could have just ignored now. I called them, I said, go on, take this. They know that the bigger Welbeck goes, the more this man is going to give us space. You don't take arrogance and say, you know, I've arrived now, now it's time for me to oppress when you do that, this is what happens. People resist you. You don't, you don't get married now and go with the program of fighting in laws before you meet them. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. You see them, you greet them, you, you say, How old is she? How old is she? Or how old is she? How old is she? Just three years between us. Three years. For what? Greet how? 
greet. Say, good, good evening, auntie. They will let you pass. Say, go, 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 go. This one has sense. Those other ones coming, they will see. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying here? Because if they begin to cause trouble, even your husband and wife is troubled. And when they are no, there's no peace, there's no peace. There's nothing you can do now. So be wise. Don't just say, you don't know the church I go to. You don't know the church I go to. I don't know the church I go to. I'll take three things to the mountain. <laughs> All right, let's go here. Most of this fire prayer is out of, out of bad behavior. Because if your ways please the Lord, even your enemies will support you. My name is Titi Adelsi, and though now a member of the Covenant Nation, I joined the Techpreneur Community Group. It was awesome. It was informative, it was educational, and it really exceeded my expectation. One of the main reasons for joining the Techpreneur Group was I wanted to expand my network. I wanted to meet more people that are in the same space with me, and they blew my mind. Honestly, some people that I would not have expected to meet, I was still looking for an opportunity to, to meet with them. I was able to meet them in the group. And they were so warm, so welcoming, so open. They shared a lot during all the sessions. I would really highly recommend anyone looking to join a community, looking for a place that feels like home, where you meet people that you have common interests with and you're looking for deep relationship. In the end, one of the main things I took away from it is don't do life alone. So if you're doing life alone, wow, you've got it all wrong. I would advise that you look for a community group that has an in the same interest that you have and join one today. It was awesome, it was wonderful, and I will highly recommend it to everyone. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.